It's been podcast that you looked look at, at me. me. Podcast is love you. Sorry. Let's just stop it there. Another day. <laughs> <laughs>Welcome to Rotten Potatoes. This is Cook Street Productions keeping a real talks time. <laughs> That's what we call it. That was the second thing we were going to call well, it. Well, have you noticed that real talk is like a thing now? That's yeah, real talk. Real talk. When like, you want to break things down like and be really serious. No, but really, real talk. Like real talk down right and dirty, get gritty. Welcome to Rotten Potatoes. This is Cook Street Productions and the podcast of which that was named. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm going to introduce guys, and <laughs> they're going to tell me, I want to do a little something different. Uh, I'm going to introduce, I want, I, I'm introduce some guys, and uh, you tell me your name, and right now, who your dream SNL host musical guest combo would be. Like, if you were watching SNL, and it was like... Next week on SNL, that what would you be like? Oh my God, they're doing they're these people. Huh. So you get it. I, I really built it that long. It was an easy task. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you want? Just give them time to think about. Kind it. of understand. I'll go first. Mine's Danny McBride because I think it's weird he hasn't done. I don't. I don't think. I don't he's think he has. He, yeah. Even though like to people that like comedy, it seems like he's kind of a titan of it. Yeah, but he hasn't He's done... Not, doesn't have commercial... He hasn't, uh, he hasn't led a movie. Like, Gal- yeah. Galifianakis got it after The Hangover. Right. Yeah. Like, he needs he, to be a lead in a movie that makes $300 million. Yeah, he's a bit part in big movies and yeah. a big part of Foot Fist Way and Eastbound and Down, right? yeah. which yeah. are not big. No. But Danny McBride would be the host because they need to actually be good. And uh, Church is, is the musical guest because they're about to blow shit up. Hmm. I would go with Galifianakis for the host because it feels like it's been a while. When was the last time you hosted? Not Jeff Galifianakis? Yeah. <laughs> Who could we have Galifianakis host with Bill Murray? They're like doing. What does Bill Murray play? Bill oh, Murray he's not plays. the musical guest. No. no, he's a good. Answer. That's kind of a great answer. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and he hasn't done it so long. He won't. Um, and I would have Typhoon be the musical band because I think it'd be awesome <laughs> for them to try and fit that many people. All eleven. That's a small stage. stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I and like your Nate. I like Typhoon. Is that what you're saying? You, what? You're the Nate. purpose of this was introduce yourself. I'm Nate. <laughs> Nathan. Um, okay, my name is Travis, and um, my dream host is... I'm going to fast forward about eight years, and I'm going to assume a recent, hi, recently hired SNL guy is going to be hosting it. Okay. So I want Kyle Mooney to host. <laughs> so wait, he will have already gone through his tenure yeah. there. Left. He's done six years on the years? show. Yeah, I'll just get a get a movie. He did six years on years on the show. He comes huh. back with something else, yeah, and he's right. hosting it. This is Kristen Wiig hosting at, like the season finale last year. Right. Got right. It. I want Kyle Mooney to do it because it's going to be very weird. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really strange. Um, and for musical mm-hmm. guests, I would like Banjo Dan and the Midnight Plowboys, mm-hmm. which is um, my dad's band. Rooney's a good musical guest, too. <laughs> For my musical guest, this is Evan. Uh, I'd go with the Generationals, because they need to get out there. That's fair. Um, and I'd probably go David Straitharn for my host. He's a laugh riot in Good Night and Good Luck. Yeah, well, I just think he needs to reprise his role from Little... Not Little Big League. League of Their Own. River Wild. 
As always, a very quick intro. That was my bad. Um, all right, so we are doing it this week for sure. We are doing a podcast on the movie Gravity, but we are going to get to that. Uh, first, I'm going to make you sit through a lot of Don John review. And the worst part Luckily is... Luckily this gravity will help us sit and pull us down to our chair. And a lot of the problem is, is that... The, oh, that was funny. <laughs> is that I actually don't have anything really to rag on. Uh, it was kind of great. Nice. It really was. It um, lived up to the 82? Yeah, it was 83. I mean, it, I think it's a good example of like the Rotten Tomatoes system being flawed, as it's not necessarily an out of 100 thing, which right. is what we're constantly being upset about. It is a, would you see this or wouldn't you? Yeah. He, director, writer, you know, there is something to be said for working on something for five years, I think. Um, the dialogue between, like, the guys at the club, even with just the, yo, she's a seven, nah, she's an eight, that's a ten, son, and stuff like that. It sounds really cliche the way I'm doing it, but it actually, it, it, it felt very real and it, it very familiar to, you know, to be fair, that is what we talk, like, it wasn't, it didn't exist in a heightened reality. It wasn't a comedy. Right. It was supposed to be real and how real people talk. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, I thought, was executed pretty well. And that's kind of a hard thing they to do. They didn't feel like caricatures at all? Well, the, all the Jersey stuff is very caricatured. But at the same time, Tony Danza's drinking a Budweiser and eating spaghetti and getting angry at the referee's call at football. At what point do you say, yeah, but that exists? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. fair. But at the same time, couldn't they have made that movie and just put it in, like, Erie, Pennsylvania? And wouldn't would, that be? Wouldn't that make the story itself be more interesting? Because it still have, exists. You wouldn't have tens at the club in Erie, Pennsylvania, but in Jersey, right? Generic, yeah. People that care about their appearance. Well, well that's that, Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> and then yeah, we grown ups too had so many tens. It was littered yeah. with tens, right? And that was part of that's our, a great movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, which is they can get away with anything. <laughs> that's part of uh, that. Probably is the one thing that kind of strikes me as odd about Don John was like the first hour I was kind of just watching it as like a, is he a good director writer more than like am mm. I enjoying it right um, and there was it was it's full of characters and I've ever views that are negative to it that say like it's just too why didn't you go beyond that but then Julianne Moore is introduced mm. And she fleshes out the movie so well that it becomes really enjoyable. And basically, she is at the community college where he needs to take classes because otherwise he's just a bartender and Scarlett Johansson doesn't Wants think that's good better. enough. Yeah, so he's just kind of taking a class. But, like, they bring it up and she's like, well, why, what class are you even taking? And he says he doesn't know or he won't tell the answer. He's like, well, why are you taking it? And he's like, ah, no, doesn't matter to you, lady. So it's this weird, like... Even normally that would have been a shut up movie for me. It's like, oh, he's taking a goddamn class, so he's a he's really doing something he's, with yeah, his life. He's got higher hopes. But he's just doing it just to. Appease. It was sort of yeah skewered by her being like, so what are you actually? Are you just doing this to please a girl? Like that kind of was flipped, and she kind of breathes this life in a movie that is coming. Everything else is within Guido Jersey culture. Like there's so much. There is the I'm weightlifting. I'm jerking off. I am going to club with my boys. I'm confessing to my fucking priest. My ride. My, yeah, he goes, I go here my every Sunday to, Sunday to have dinner with my parents, and they want to know when I'm going to meet my girl. <laughs> and, like, they do that endless loop of stuff, as you can tell from the trailer that we watched. Like, that is done a lot. But then she comes in, and, like, his change, which this shouldn't spoil too much, is that, you know, the way he becomes a less narcissistic, selfish person 
is by kind of talking to Julianne Moore. And it's kind of weird that it took a non-Jersey person to do that. Like, she, every line she has is so different than everyone else. Like, she says, like, why do you put that shit in your hair? Like, I can't, yeah. I can't touch it. You know, and they yeah. do fuck. So, and, you know, so at the end, it's like he's, you know, the ways the ways in which he's kind of a better person or better romance person is by not putting as much shit in his hair. And there's a great show don't tell moment where he, instead of lifting weights, plays basketball, <clears throat> which is kind of Wait, nice. before you get there, um, you know what's interesting about so, that? My point on all this, sorry, is just that it's, it, my one complaint is it's kind of weird that the moral of the story is don't be a guido. Well, that's my point. That's yeah, what I was going to okay. say. Is it actually that reminds me of Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, where mm-hmm. in Goodwill Hunting, yeah. like it's you know he's this blue collar guy who is also super Goes smart, to league but he is he has yeah. bigger things ahead of him. Yeah. And like like the whole first part of the movie is like you know there's value in what he's doing with his life, working construction. He says that even. Yeah. yeah. Um, but by the end of it, he's left to go do bigger things, and yeah. like Ben Affleck stays there. He went to see about a girl. He went to see about a girl. So <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing to make a caricature of the Jersey. You know, if you're doing that, you have to be pretty careful, I think. Yeah. Um, the most embarrassing part for me was that you know they're constantly barraging you with images of porn that he's watching. And that I know the title of one of the porns that he's watching. <laughs> no way. Yeah, the Latina girl, Evan, you might know it. The Latina girl that's doing, getting the yoga training, or it's like with the ball and bouncing him down with the white jumpsuit. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're watching that one later in the it's movie, really... and I recognize it immediately as one of my faves. <laughs> and it's kind of tough when you're watching a movie about porn addiction. <laughs> it speaks to you that of the millions of titles yes. available, you might recognize one of them. Billions even, maybe. Probably. Yeah. probably. Well, it depends on what you search. But um, In substitute for my shut-up movie, though, I'm going to go with a shut-up TV. Because, uh, whatever, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, New Girl the pilot episode. Um, and I'm not trashing on New Girl because I wouldn't watch a TV show unless I liked it, unlike movies where I'd watch anything. Um, but Cece comes in and Schmidt's juggling two girls yep. and is trying to keep that from Cece and has Winston in on it. So Cece is standing in between the two men and just keeps twisting her head while the mm. one person talks yeah, and the other guy behind the them are doing the elaborate gestures, gestures and then when right. she turns around like oh I pulled yeah. it off and those that's always been funny like it's as funny as the playoff can be yeah you know of oh I wasn't just doing a weird thing of shut up Schmidt I'm gonna kill you anyway I'm tired of it yeah <laughs> it's yeah. such a fucking convention that does not happen in real life well it's bizarre where she wouldn't no, change sure. sides and know that's a thing that could be happening yeah. because of TV it's bizarre to pitch that the idea that somebody would pitch that in a writer's room and everyone would be like yeah without somebody saying well that's been done, done yeah. so many yeah, exactly. times and, it, and it, I guess I think it went on for so long in this particular episode of New Girl that the center, first time it ever registered a little Fuck you. Shut up. Fucking well, I also, because I, I remember that scene, and I thought, I, I guess I expected New Girl to at least twist it a little bit to yeah. keep it from being just that same convention without adding another element to it. And maybe that's giving them too much credit, because I've been thinking recently as I watch it that I am giving them too much credit. It's a conventional sitcom. It's just done really well. Have you ever yeah. stood with your back to one person while you're in a three-way <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no that's way. a great point. Yeah. And how many... Step, and, like, she back. went back and forth, like, yeah. six times yeah. each. Step yeah. back. To where they were doing something crazy, and then, what, huh, what? Yeah, what you can you see them. You can see both of them if you just have a different vantage point. They are really talented. 
instead of playing it off. So <laughs> shut up, TV. <laughs> Our fan mail this week is from Shayna in Washington, D.C. Glad to know someone's doing some some work over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll she see when this isn't is... working because of the... Yeah, she's not working. Oh, she's furloughed. She, that's she's why she has time to give us questions like this. Shayna asks, <laughs> Is there a movie that has all the ingredients to make it one that you should love, but you don't? Her example, I think, is pretty great. It's Big Fish. With its director, premise, visuals, and players, it should be a favorite, but after seeing it several times, I vowed I would never watch it again. I kind of feel that way about Big Fish. I don't. Yeah, I do. I like it. I like it. But I really like it a lot. I had high hopes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. I I don't think it transcends what it was. Yeah. Could be. That's fair. And that's maybe the question. And the interesting part of this question is like, is it something that was just disappointing to you? But universally approved, right? You know what? Or just a disappointing combination. You know what? Part of it for Big Fish was to me is that the Albert Finney, like the old whatever the guy's name is, the main character, so Ewan McGregor, him as an adult as Albert Finney, they never seemed like the same person. Yeah, like it was two completely Mm -hmm. different people, and like like the way Albert Finney speaks and everything, and then like this like happy little. Kind of nerdy. Well, he was on Ewan Death's McGregor. door, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's still Albert. He, there's a masculine kind of character yeah. to him, and they were tall tales, so I just kind of just suspended disbelief. I think that I were the tales tall enough. I would have liked a mo- that movie a lot better, I, and I don't have anything against Ewan McGregor, but I think if they cast somebody like I don't know, like Javier Bardem, <laughs> like <laughs> and then it turns into Albert Finney, that would make more sense to me. Then no one would have any plot hole problems with that. <laughs> I mean, it's just as implausible. It's taking a Spanish guy and turning him into a Spanish accent. Yeah. Um, I'll do. uh, My first one that came to mind is um, Being John Malkovich for me, Hmm. which is a 93 Rotten Tomato score. Wow. And uh, it's 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 weird. There's something about it that like I like it, but I don't want to like hug it. Mm -hmm. And like the movies that I really love, I want to just everyone's so ugly. (laughs) Yeah, and that that I think is the problem is that the John Cusack and Cameron Diaz home situation with the monkeys and they're both uglied up was really just kind of ugly, you know? (laughs) I paid nine bucks to see some pretty people. (laughs) Uh, But it has all the right ingredients as far as it being Spike Jones and a Charlie Kaufman script, which, you know, after that, they did Adaptation, which is one of my favorite movies ever. addressed being John Malkovich. Yeah, and and Eternal Sunshine, which is not Spike Jones, but at least, I mean, there was such, being John Malkovich seems like, when you look back at this Charlie Kaufman career, is like, what got him into, and I still love it. I love it as a But it's, yeah, but it's not fun to watch for me. Um... Another one that I thought of was Stranger Than Fiction, but I, I don't really have any strong opinions. You love Gyllenhaal. I do love so Gyllenhaal. I love sense. Gyllenhaal. You, you know who's also in a Queen Latifah? And I hate her more than she's bad. Demons. Oh, uh, my problem. <laughs> <laughs> and you hate. And, and I don't demons. think Emma Thompson's good in it either. That was a terrible. I think script. Justin Hoffman's phenomenal in it. It's a cool premise. It's a great premise. It's a, great a premise. terrible script. The problem with that movie for me was always this is supposed to be some like brilliant writer. And she's reading what she's writing, and it's terrible. Yeah, that's always, it that's, sounds like a Judy Bloom novel. That's it's, always a problem with movies, though, when they have like a, either a famous band, right? Uh, the band, really good, good, a really good writer, or, right. and they're never good. Yeah, like, right. it's just, oh, it's just not. It's like time. the Studio 60, Studio Sixty, yes, where a sketch the comedy show, were but terrible. Their sketches are bad. Yeah, yeah. 
so those are my two, but I'll say being John Malkovich is mine. So okay. up, go that way this time. All right, I had trouble with this actually. Um, it is a hard thing to research because what do yeah, you look up? You just I, look up things you love and then misfire. I was like directors, basically, right. yeah. or like writers. Uh, I went with Burn After Reading. Oh, yeah, I was oh, thinking about that. That's it's fine, answer. but... I think I might not, I might not like it. With I don't want to ever yeah. see it again. Yeah. It's, they do that, though. They put one yeah. out that's all of a sudden not great. Lady Killers. Lady Killers. Intolerable Cruelty. Which, Lady Killers should have been perfect. You had Marlon Wayans coming off a of sixth man. <laughs> I mean, that's just... Rife had Tom Hanks in it, but no, yeah, Burn After Reading just didn't quite deliver for me, and I love everyone involved in it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. Because it's like you saw, I was like, yeah, it was good. But it is just that disappointing. Right. I I don't love it. Yeah, I expected a lot (laughs) from these. We'll we'll see uh, see in a couple months if her, the new Spike Mm. Jones movie, Milwaukee and Phoenix, counts as this because we certainly have a it's hype hyped up, up. In mind as yeah. A, yeah. one of the good ones better deliver well, is, okay uh, do we want to talk about this now yeah I'll just throw up so um, I'm very excited about that movie mm-hmm. um, we were reading or I was reading an article we I, read together well, I we read as a group. one line one <laughs> <laughs> I gotta scroll I gotta there, scroll there was an article <laughs> about Spike Jones um, and they, they filmed that entire movie um, with a woman in a soundproof box next to the actor, next to Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and for those who haven't seen the, the trailer, this he, he falls in love with a robot. It's like a personal assistant. on Basically, it's Siri. It's like 10 years from now, um, there's a Siri that like will be your companion. Um, and he falls in love with this character. Anyway, so they filmed this. He wanted it to be really realistic, like a dialogue between the robot and the person. So he filmed it with her there. Um, Sam- but Samantha Morton. So they filmed the entire thing with Samantha Morton, who's a British actress. Mm-hmm. And she's then he one got of the post. Minority Report. Um, she's the main Minority Report. Oh, uh, precog, yeah, precog. She's yeah. the main one in that. They filmed the entire movie, got to post, and he real and Spike Jones realized he didn't think she was right for it. Oh, recast her as Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. So the entire they had to refilm a bunch of what? stuff. Isn't so, yeah. that fucking crazy? Isn't that nuts? Yeah. How, I we mean, don't reshoot anything. Let <laughs> alone a feature film with the second main that was character. Like tens of million dollars. Yeah, yeah. you kind of have to think the movie though will at least be what he wants it to be. Yeah. The fact that he's willing to make a cut that late, and it makes me really like Scarlett Johansson. That it, she's not seen in it, so it's yeah, not like weird, a, I need to. I need some nice, you know, meat in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't like instead, the... I just need her voice. It's a crazy artistic decision. Yeah. yeah. So my answer is the science of sleep. Mm. Um, Great answer. That is a good answer. So there's a couple reasons, and and once I realized this, and, and part of it was the trailer was fantastic. Yes. Death Cab um, for Cutie Song. Was, I remember. And it was basically, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read what he did right before this yeah. in a second, um, but it was recently after Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Um, so he did Eternal Sunshine, and then he did Dave Chappelle's Block Party. This <laughs> Michelle um, Gondry. Yeah, I got, I right, got some so Michelle Gondry. And then he did The Science of Sleep. And at the time, this is when I was in college and had terrible insomnia. And um, so there was pretty much everything about this movie like really appealed to me. Eternal Sunshine is one of the, my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. it's from the um, director of Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Death Cab for Cutie's playing. It's set in France. There's going to be a lot of cool dream yeah, stuff. Right. Set up. It's, um, a, it's a rom-com. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw it in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Did, it's going to be great. Michelle Gondry did um, the Daft Punk video for Around the World, which is maybe my favorite music video of all time. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's it's ridiculous. Anyway, so there's a lot to, a lot of reasons to be excited about this. 
Um, I don't think it's bad. Um, and I guess this goes back to what you said earlier about whether or not it's personal expectations or if you didn't like it as much as other people right. liked it. Yeah. Like that's, you know, Garden State or um, 500 Days. 500 Days of Summer, yeah. yeah. Um, Did but it do well? It got a 71. It got a 71, which is about right. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. But then he followed up he followed it up with Be Kind Rewind, which was one of my other answers. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Jack Black, most deaf, yeah. director of Eternal oh, Sunshine. God, yeah. oh, Give it to me. Yeah. yeah. But, I never even but, saw it. And it's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. Science it's a, of Sleep was more idea. disappointing, yeah. I think, in some ways. Yeah. But Mo- you know what? Most you, know what I, you know what I realized, yeah. like, looking at those two movies, my problem with him is everything's too cutesy. It's, yeah. like, very, very childish. And there's a difference mm. between just because it's childish doesn't mean it's fun. Or, or, or yeah. good. It, like, it's not nostalgic. Like, it, it, there's, there wasn't depth to those movies. It like, needs to be smart, too. Right. Which Eternal Sunshine was. Yeah. Like, that's the Michelle Gondry. I'm glad you brought up Science of Sleep and Be Kind Rewind. And even Dave Schmidt Block Party, which really, if I'm talking about ingredients, it's my yeah. favorite comedian and all of yeah. my favorite artists. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of boring. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, after that, after those two movies and Block Party, he did The Green Hornet with right. Seth Rogen. Ooh. So maybe he's not good. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Okay. That's what it seems yeah. like. Just Charlie, he, he, he did something good, great with, a, yeah, with Charlie Kaufman. With yeah, he gets yeah. good names and then he bricks it. Yeah, yeah, he's a music video director that, I don't know. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, with, with the, like, does it have the most ingredients thing, there's a lot of retroactive, well, why did I think that person, now I know that person's not that great. Right. <laughs> Like, I was looking at David Fincher, like, I was researching directors, like, after Seven and Fight Club, what is he going to do next? And it was, like, Panic Room and Benjamin Button. Both of them are kind of forgettable. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you're a director, there are limits, probably, to what you can do as far yeah. And even a writer, too. It does need to have that right blend. But if you're in demand, you get good scripts, I would think. Yeah. And so. since then, he's done... Girl with Dragon Tattoo, which I think is a phenomenal movie. It's really good. I don't know. I, I don't know the books or anything like that. It's just the movie was great, and then Social Network, which he should have won for, and now House of Cards, which I have not seen. But well, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, is, it's not like because didn't they pretty much take that like scene for scene from the Swedish one? Oh, yeah, really? it's, yeah, it was a it's movie. Even, like, right. shot the same way. It oh, was, really? They're pretty different. That's really? What, oh, okay. They're pretty different. A lot of people say they like. That's got to be the best movie adaptation from a book. Like Hunger Games is great. Time. That's true. I like Hunger Games. I do like Hunger Games. But if you don't get J Law, what you got? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't got Rooney Mara, what you got? Oh God. <laughs> oh God. Um, speaking of, well, how did I get here? Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Oh, speaking of book adaptations, we found out this weekend that. Um, What's his face? The guy who did Michael Clayton. Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy, who also did the Bourne movies. <laughs> he rewrote them. And he All was like them. giving like this. It was an article about um, like how to become a successful screenwriter. And one of the things was he was talking about. Um, he said he never read the Bourne books. <laughs> no way. He wrote the fucking That's movies. That's crazy. He All said he knew the premise. And so that he just wrote a script for it. He didn't Was he wow. contacted to do the script? Or did he just like spec script it where he just like wrote it just on his yeah, free time? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. He just, he's like, oh, I like the guy. He just loses his memory. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. Got it. Got that's, it. That's what he's he saying. He must have it? given him like bot points to hit. I guess. Yeah, but you know, you I didn't, follows, you didn't hear anything books. about like, uh, well, this, like if you do Lord of the Rings or something, it's like, was it true to the book? Right, right, right. Hunger Games. They cut this. Yeah, that's. There's no, yeah. It's true. No one talks about that with the board. If things get big enough, you nitpick. 
Yeah. But I don't know the born well, books. Born were books, that books. Bit, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Books. There's not there's not a huge fan circuit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like all those kind of authors like Ludlum and like Grisham and stuff. It's not like people are seeing the Pelican Brief and saying Well, that's interesting well, cuz the Stephen King thing that's coming like he's doing a sequel to The Shining oh, yeah, that's and right. he what? fucking hates the movie The Shining. Well, it's a terrible wow. movie. It's a bad movie. The Shining's, Shining's not terrible. a bad movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking oh. of The Stand. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> the, shining, the Shining's the terrible. Stand, the Stand is, the stand <laughs> is a terrible movie. I'm hoping you check Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but he hates The Shining. Yeah, because they didn't... Uh, thought The Shining basically made uh, the Jack Nicholson character like crazy from the beginning, in a way. Rather than a relatable, normal guy yeah. losing his mind. All right, Nate, you're <laughs> um, I didn't really go with that foofy indie route. You guys went. Well, I just didn't know. If you oh, I didn't know you've ever I been immediately don't like you for calling this foofy. No, um, I don't know if you've ever been disappointed by a movie. Yeah. I, if, you, if you'll admit it, yeah, I go in with some hope. Yeah, that's so. fair. That's fair. Um, like I was, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not gonna use it as one of them. But like Hangover, Hangover Two. Hangover Two. I was wondering yeah. if I thought you might. Say I was pretty heartbroken because they really they did have the tools. Yeah, and but it's a sequel. I know. Yeah, but sequel. still, it doesn't. Like, that means people are expecting even less. Like, you just had to do something. <laughs> yeah. Even, the, even really, the guy that says was, nothing does. They, they got, they got different than the first one. They was, did the absence of anything. Yeah, it was <laughs> truly... It's true. As no. worse, it's the worst they could have done. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> just retread. Um, Hulk. The mm. Oh, that's a great answer. The Which one? Eric Bana? The Eric Bana one. Yeah. The first, first... Angry. I was really excited about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It kind of set you up to be disappointed by future superhero movies. Because yeah. it was... Yeah. The, I think it was the first one. Like, Spider-Man was like... You know, everybody liked that. Yeah. yeah and I liked Hulk. And Hulk was... I love the story, okay. yeah. Yeah. Even Eric Bana, whatever. I was like... Yeah. yeah. You know, Charles is awesome. That's actually oh, funny. I just realized both of the ones I was going to mention are Eric Bana movies. <laughs> Troy. And I, and I own both of them. And He's just Troy. all that in you. <laughs> Troy. Troy. Troy is kind of a um, good one. I like Troy. I really, really like it. But you really want to like it. I mean, it's like, I love those three-hour yeah. epics. Right. And like, Sword I, like, 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 I like 20 minutes of it. The rest of it, I'm like, I don't know. Certain parts dragged, and the acting was a bit sketchy. Did, some it, parts did it just not Orlando Bloom? Did it just not Bloom for Orlando you? Bloom might have had something to do with it. Did, but Kruger's good. Yeah, she's Helen of Troy, she is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Great. It just didn't feel. Yeah, I never. I didn't get that it. invested in the characters. I didn't feel like it was that epic. And by the end of it, I wasn't like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. the way it ends, I think you lose Achilles. That whole scene, it's like it's pretty crappily done. Achilles yeah. when they do the one on one though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first like, send out your best warrior, yeah. and he sends out that giant so guy. So keep that scene. That, keep that, that scene. Really cool. Lose an hour. That scene. Yeah. yeah. And that maybe you got a movie. The whole start of it, I like. Yeah. The build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah once they get to the beach and there's still another yeah. two hours left. Yeah, I like that answer because yeah, it does. It's the same thing of like you can go a year of convincing yourself that you like a movie that you were excited for, which it sounds like Shana did with Big Fish, where she still watched it three times. Yeah, and then decided I don't want to see this again. Never gonna watch this again. Did anyone see Alexander in theaters? I still haven't seen. You mean this. us or Americans? Because no, exactly. I did. Well, I don't know weird. how that happened. You, you don't see. You, don't see. you must have had. I did have a date. I was going to say, you don't see any movie. It was like, I mean, that was, yeah, it was almost you 10 years ago. You don't see any probably. movie in theaters, but you saw Alexander. Yeah, and it was like three hours. It's like Angelina it's, Jolie the, and, uh, and uh, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Who's the director, too? It's somebody. Oliver Stone. Stone, yeah. Who always makes That's good crazy. things besides everything. Yeah. Wait a second. He's kind of terrible. Since JFK. He's terrible. Yeah, he's not good, right? He makes bad movies. He doesn't even not make not good movies. The Doors was good, but yeah, he just straight up makes bad He's not good. It's like, let's do an opus about the W presidency. Yeah, I think no interest in seeing what Oliver Stone thinks about. No, God. W. Absolutely not. 
so I think we answered that question perfectly. <laughs> All right, so gravity is uh, a few things I'm going to start with as far as, like, grown-ups, we start the podcast, we talk about how we all are going to guess pretty poor numbers for it. Gravity, this is a Tuesday after it was released. Um, I think it's all fair to know that it made $55 million this weekend, which is a record in October. Hmm. Um, There is definitely buzz in our society right now about it. You should see this in 3D and IMAX. IMAX, Like, it is a visual treat. Yeah. So right. it's not a twenty percent movie. It's no. not a thirty percent movie. We know that. But it's worth saying that, like, what what did Avatar end at? That's mm. a that's a great question because I it's yeah, just a three D IMAX movie. It is, it is eighty seven. There's no question. It is the new Avatar right. as yeah. a a word of mouth. Oh, you haven't seen that in the right. theater? Like, you need to see it. In right, because you're not going to be as excited if you see it on DVD when it comes. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. Before I get off track, Avatar is. 83. Oh, okay, so it's a little lower. And it says it might be a little lower than what? Then what well, it started. I, I as... thought I guessed 87. Ah, okay. It might like, be more. Yeah. It was like 88 to open or yeah. It stayed high for a while. Well, yeah. It's, yeah it's a, I mean, it's got some. It's got it's some a 3D problems. IMAX movie. It's a phenomenal movie to see in theaters. One yeah. of the best movie experiences I've right. ever had. And I saw it in the Peace Corps where yeah, I had. Yeah. 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 And this is the oh, same. You were in the Peace Corps? This is the same kind of thing where gravity, like they, yeah, what it, fuck, when man. people first saw it, they, uh, when saw, saw the trailer, were like, we should just call it gravity colon the ride. Because, like, it brings the new four-dimensional quality we were talking about of, like, IMAX screens with seats that move. That's what this movie is because the camera never stops moving. Yeah. So it's putting you in space. So there's a big danger, maybe, to the story as far as... There's no question this is a, you know, a coup of filmmaking <laughs> as far as welcome to 2013. We're going to put your ass in space and it's going to be fucking crazy. Fucking 3D IMAX, pay the 17 bucks yeah. and enjoy it. And it's like Avatar got an 83. It says it might be more impressive on a technical level than as a piece of storytelling. Right. But Avatar reaffirms James blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of... Avatar. I'm kind of... Yeah, Avatar is... Avatar is good, but I think 83 is right. <sighs> I guess for what? What did Fern go? What are you rating? I mean, like I hate a lot of Avatar. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lines. I hate the general character. Okay, I the general character is one of the worst. Absolutely, I'm not arguing that (laughs) stuff at all. But what did Fern Gully get? Uh, The website doesn't do that. As a (laughs) as a movie experience, I mean, like. It's crazy. I don't know. It, yeah. It's, it was unbelievable. I'm, and as a film, I don't think it's higher than an 83. So, but then is that what you're, is that what you are rating things on? So, like, is yeah, that the way we bit. should? Okay. I'm just saying, I don't know. I think that. I mean, it's like a TV for, show. Like, reality, sh- things are entertaining without being good sometimes. Right. But for a critic to tell someone not no. to see this in theaters. Right. Well, that's fair. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it, it's even more crazy that these would not be 100%. I know. Go see this feat of Go see this. This is important. Right. That's yeah. our... That's I'm, our you know, I'm surprised that... Um, yeah, George. What a fucking Killjoy. Yeah, yeah don't no, be Avatar. Don't, don't waste your Wait time. till video, darling. Watch Breaking Bad. Um, no one will be talking yeah. about or it. You that, won't need yeah. to see it. At that time, Lost season three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little surprised that um, that George Clooney and Sandra Bullock are in it. Like, yeah. with a movie this big, usually it's big enough that they don't spend money on people, right? Yeah. That kind of is a thing. They also might maybe didn't need to. 
with with them because they wanted to work with the director Alfonso Cuaron and they knew what he was doing like this he's been working on this for 5 years and uh, maybe they saw the technology and like they don't need money they're two of the biggest yeah. stars on the planet well, George... they're the only two actors in the film besides Ed Holy Harris shit, who crazy. is the voice of Mission Control no Ed Harris is Mission Control again Apollo 13 awesome. wow. and the right stuff Ed yeah. Harris is one of the main that's guys in the right stuff. Like so that. that's kind right of cool. Stuff is cool thing. Uh, who's the Armageddon Mission Control guy? That is Billy Bob, uh, Billy Bob Stephen Thornton. Tyler. Bob. Billy Bob Thornton. No, Wait, isn't yeah. there one with? Because he couldn't go to space. In the music video, it was Stephen Tyler. He was talking <laughs> was. to his daughter. Yeah. yeah. Stop playing those animal crackers on my on my on my daughter's tits. <laughs> you guy, Argo. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> Stephen Tyler's actually also a seer. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I'll, I'll let's let's do the. Uh, I think for this one, it's important to see the trailer and jump off from there, and I'll read the premise. So, Gravity, directed by Oscar nominee Alfonso Cuaron, stars Oscar winner Sandra Bullock. I am so far pulling off the Cuaron. I thought you did great. <laughs> I thought it was the Oscar. Yeah. Just keep throwing out the Oscar. Stars Oscar. Well, this is weird that they mentioned this in the synopsis. I know. Oscar nominee Alfonso Cuaron stars Oscar <laughs> winner Sandra Bullock and George Clooney in a heart-pounding thriller that pulls you into the infinite and unforgiving realm of deep space. Bullock plays Dr. Ryan Stone. That's right. Dr. Ryan, Ryan Stone, Stone is a woman. A brilliant medical engineer on her first shuttle mission with veteran astronaut ah. Matt Kowalski, yeah. George Clooney, but on a seemingly routine spacewalk. Dis- <laughs> I fucking hate these. <laughs> Disaster strikes. The shuttle is destroyed, leaving Stone and Kowalski completely alone. I, are we going to have to hear Kowalski? Kowalski! Kowalski! Yeah. Come in, Kowalski! <laughs> I just wish someone would tell me the bear score. <laughs> <laughs> One last time. I'm glad to hear he got off the docks of Baltimore, though. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, let's watch a trailer. God is right. I think it's one of the best trailers I've ever seen. I remember seeing it in the theater, and uh, I don't know. Evan, you said that you were not that excited about this movie. I saw one preview, and it was maybe not with sound. Yeah. Well, in the other previews I've seen, it's just a two and a half minute take yeah. of them in space. I think that's what I saw, and it looked boring. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> no, think, I did not, obviously. I think what, what the most important part of this movie is the director, Alfonso Cuaron, who last movie he did was Children of Men Ooh. in 2006. And ever since that, he's been working on this. Wow. So uh, he, he definitely has some cred. And, um, you know, the, the, first, the first cut, the first take of this movie is 15 minutes long. Yeah, he did that in Children of Men. Children of Men yeah, has yeah, that four-minute scene. We watched it today so where... One of the main characters dies, and it's a huge twist. And it's it's an insane shot. It's crazy. I don't understand it. I think Cook Street should start doing 15-minute takes, because then editing is super easy. Do it. I wonder if he's the editor, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait, you're telling me that 
there really is only th- it's not like it's not lost style where there's these two people in space but it's cutting back flashbacks. to earth to flashbacks or it's just them in space the, the running time. time is one hour and 30 minutes wow tasteful as a bitch great <laughs> yeah, that's, that's surprising yeah. it's yeah. pretty much just a ride wow. it's, yeah. it's floating in space and trying to take you into that experience and weaving a story around it uh so why'd it come out in October that's a good question. I think maybe maybe it's like straddling the line between you're saying it should have come out in summer because it's like a special effects blockbuster, yeah, or should it be coming out in December because it might be like a beautiful piece of art. Either one, yeah, yeah, yeah. would work. So maybe they're splitting the difference. Straddle. We do it in October. Yeah, October straddle. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so it's the we were talking about this earlier, but um, it's movies that have extremely long takes. Um, like we were trying to think of like the most memorable single take scenes that we could think of, um, because the Children of Men one is like really pretty unbelievable. Yeah, um, I thought of remember Elephant. Did you guys see Elephant? I did. Yeah, he's like walking to the school. Walking yeah. to school yeah. right before a school shooting. So yeah, I mean, yeah. and both of those are good examples of it being used for a big moment. Yes, yes. Right. to set up something. Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson does it in Boogie Nights and in Magnolia. Yeah. yeah, when he walks into the club for the first time, and yeah. uh, he meets every. That's, I feel like it's used a lot as a let's meet ten different characters or at a once. space. Yeah, like yeah. meet introduce you to a space and like a bunch of people. What yeah, because in Magnolia it was walking through the studio. What about the Mooney and Beck Bennett toast sketch? Oh my God, that's <laughs> yeah, right. that's crazy one, one take. <laughs> that's yeah, nuts. Good, <laughs> good neighbor sketch for the toast. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. I recommend you checking that out. Yeah, <laughs> changed my life as far as sketch comedy goes. Another one was um, was Anne Hathaway in Les Mis, because that's all one yeah. take. That entire the reason she won an Oscar was all because of that single take. And she shaved her head. Maybe yeah, that always gets you. Yeah. Demi Moore did not win. G.I. Jane won Best Picture two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. One Best Girl push She won the yeah. ESPY for that performance. But yeah, those, those long takes are, I mean, granted, you know, we did some research today to see yeah, if yeah. I remember what they were, but... Are how often are they noticeable to an average movie customer? Probably not that often. I'm assuming that 15 minutes to start a movie, yeah, a lot noticeable. of people would notice that, that's, or at least that's notice that cuts. something feels different. Yeah, I think yeah. people don't notice that it's one cut. Yeah, this, but they notice that this feels like more real. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. which is, I think lame is the Anna Hathaway. That's more yeah. of a tribute of acting than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pri- it certainly helps the acting. I would think. When there are so many moving parts, I get I really That's impressed. the thing. Like children, children, children of Men, men yeah. is it's in a, a crazy... That's, that's driving. Exactly. Yeah. You have to get be so perfect. And the guys yeah. on the bikes have to time the... Yeah. Right and there's yeah. Like explosions. And then they get yeah. out of the car, which means he was hand-holding it the whole time. Right. It's, it's a, you know, a four-minute take. It's the crazy. other one it's that I thought nuts. of that I think I watched with one of you two um, was... It's uh, not for the first time, but The Protector or Ang Bun with Tony Ja, the martial arts movie. Yeah, I think you showed that. Too. I think I did too. Yeah. yeah, so he's walking up this long, like... How long is that? Like 10 or 15 minutes? It's like, it's like 8 to 10 minutes or something, and it's walking up this long, like, upwards kind of spiral. It's not a staircase, but hall going into different in and out of different rooms. And it's a fight scene with probably 50 people. And he does things like he'll disappear into a room... 
when by the time the camera gets there, somebody's gone in after him, and he's jumped up onto the like above the doorway, straddling. He jumps down on top of the guy. He like breaks a guy's uh, breaks a water fountain over a guy's head. I mean, like it's like to choreograph something like you can't do that more than once. No. Yeah, it's yeah. like for even the joke of the editing afterwards. How much time did they save by just plugging that in? Right. What does choreographing these long takes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's they do like one take. This yeah. movie, this movie took five years because they spent the first two and a half hours. Uh, they did it as an animation, so that they would know exactly how they wanted to light it and move the camera. The first two and a half. First years two and a half years was just uh, doing the animation years, of it, and then they had Clooney and Bullock come in and act inside of a huge cube where it is. They're surrounded by LCD screens of what they'd be seeing. How much did this movie cost? Yeah. That's a good question. Because it's interesting <laughs> that, I mean, like, he did E2 Mama Tambien, he did Children of Men, what, what else? What it's, a hun- it's, a, uh, it's a $100 million budget. That's it? Yeah. Five years, wow. And it's, uh, it's made $55 million the first weekend. I guess I'm surprised that they gave, I guess that budget's not that big, but they give him a project big. this big after an indie movie that people really liked. Well, Children of Men. And Children of Men, but... And Harry Potter. Oh, he let's did. let's do let's do uh, his uh, his, his yeah, yeah. resume. So Alfonso Cuarón has ninety three for wait ninety three percent for Children of Men. That was wow, seven years ago. I think it's one of the best movies of the past decade. I love it. I loved it. I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> you know, know it did that well. that well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the other thing great. about the long take is the opening take of that movie is where mm, they find out coffee. the youngest guy in the world just died. Oh, yeah. right. And yeah, it's yeah, him yeah, getting caught and there's a bomb. Explosion. Yeah. That, for that and the other scene, even if there were parts of the movie I didn't like, it yeah. blew me away. I just didn't oh, like it. It's a great that. premise. Yeah. yeah. He was a producer on Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, that's kind of a Mexican connection. Uh, Mexican? They're neither. The, no, Guillermo del Toro. They're both Mexican. Oh, right. It's about the Spanish Revolution. Yeah, and uh, Inaratu, the guy does bab- Babel. So there's the Babel guy, there's this guy, Children of Men guy, and there is the Del Toro, Del Toro Pan's Labyrinth guy. Pan's and they all came around crazy. late 90s. Yeah. Um, so before that, so it was Children of Men in 2006, 91% for Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. The best one. It, it kind of really? is, right? Kind of is. I actually, I can't I've seen it. all eight, even though I didn't read the books. I don't even necessarily like any of them. Yeah. I remember this one specifically. Yeah, the Gary first Oldman. One's the first one's the best. Which one's that? The first one? Fourth, fourth. Oh, fourth. I think that What's is the fourth, fourth one. one? No, Prisoner of Azkaban is the third It's either third one. or fourth. Okay. It's the third one. Is the okay. wizard one? He's wearing a very smug look. I don't know if that's translating. The wizard tournament I like It's the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the best story is yeah. the tournament. I like the tournament. But I remember how much darker this one yeah. was, it was than yeah. the first two. Right. Yeah. And, and was, he was, was still really cool. shooting little nerdy kids. I mean, like that's yeah. a high degree of difficulty. Yeah, 91%, but a lot of those movies do well. So. Yeah. Uh, Itu Mama Tambien uh, was kind of what he got famous for. That's a 91. That also got uh, wow. Gael Garcia Bernal and Diego Luna yeah, famous. Yeah, that's a science of sleep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and A Little Princess was his first movie. That's a 97. So 97, 91, 91, 93. Yeah. Hmm. Whoa. Uh, he is 51 now and seems very fatigued in all of the interviews that he's given about really? this movie. Like he's tired. He's ready. He's he needs something else. Every I've seen him. I've seen read three different interviews, and each one he's given the answer of next movie I will have my characters be able to stand 
or something like that. <laughs> and like uh, trying to work out that. And that's the other thing that has really bothered me is because this movie has made a lot of money and it's going to at least be a highlight of pop culture this year, it seems like there's this let's ask astronauts and scientists what they think about the accuracy of this and yeah. let's nitpick whether their sound could be heard. I think Buzz like Aldrin that. weighed in, I'm guessing. Aldrin is yeah. they all are always willing. They all pretty oh, much yeah. approve. After Earth. After Earth. He got involved yeah. in that. Well, and also it's, this is like like that makes it the anti Armageddon with Armageddon yeah, yeah. and NASA makes them watch it. Yeah. Um, and they they what's the they ask how many errors how they many can find. scientific inaccuracies mm. there are. Yeah. And Armageddon they find like two hundred and five. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that's the thing is at this point, don't be a fucking killjoy and yeah. and yeah. say why isn't this movie like it sounds like, he, not like I'm he, sure he's yeah. been, I'm sure he did a lot of research. It's not like he's ignoring the, the laws, but it, to make a movie, you can't. Oh, I'm sure the studio said like, yeah, there has to be sound. Yeah, out yeah, and like what he was truest to was how things move out yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's the and the gravity thing. aspect of right. it or lack thereof, and that's yeah. why you know if he pulls that off, then that's fine. Let's talk about George Clooney because there's not a lot to talk about with this director other than he's clearly good. He's good. Uh, Sandra Bullock, we've done over and over again. I don't care about uh, Ed Harris and uh, Jay Farrow has a slight cameo, but Jay Farrow. Was Jay Farrow as Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. he's uh, just giving an interview on the continuing take. Jay. So uh, George Clooney is in this. He's good. And is he the most reliable person in Hollywood? Yeah, oh. Hanks lost that mantle. Didn't he, he did, yeah. and he was the one before it. Yeah. What is interesting uh, is Larry that Hanks is based on acting, and I don't think Clooney's is. Yeah, it's just his essence of being George Clooney. Yeah, well, George Clooney. <laughs> well, no, but it's ever... his choices. But well, yeah, 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 it's based on his choice. At Clooney's age, Gosling is on track to be that guy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but he's yeah. just not old enough. To, he he seems to make the right yeah, choices. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Like when when Clooney was Gosling's right, age, 30. he was doing Batman. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's what's weird is he. As I was looking at his career, like he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't work with Spielberg or Scorsese. Yeah. Like with Leo, who's the other guy, maybe we could say is yeah, very attached reliable. to Scorsese. You know that at some point they'll get together. Yeah. Clooney does his own thing, and yeah. it's usually either because he's directing, right? Yeah. Or like Steven Soderbergh. Is. Yeah, Leo's probably as close as you're going to get, but yeah, it's not quite. I mean, he did Shutter Island, Gatsby's looming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he he is just an actor. And Clooney is definitely the whole package. Choices. But will he ever win a Best Actor Oscar? I don't think he will. Yeah, I don't no. think he camouflages himself. I think he's kind of a he's, Brad Pitt He's type. still George Clooney. He's just fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. But he, I, he could win a Best Director Oscar at some point. Yeah. Well, and he's come close. <laughs> yeah. He is the first person in the world of history... <laughs> To be nominated for an Oscar in six different categories. Uh, wow. wow. What are the six? Producer, director, writer. Producer's actor, not actor, actor, Producer yeah. counts oh, for producer best, picture, best Picture, okay. which oh, was right. Argo. Gotcha. Uh, he was nominated for director for Good Night and Good Luck. Mm-hmm. He was nominated for best original screenplay for Good Night and Good Luck. He was nominated for best adapted screenplay huh. for um, The Ides of March. Oh. He was. Supporting actor win for Syriana and nominated really? for best actor a few times. Well, the Descendants was probably his closest shot to win. Descendants was good. I Descendants was great. Good. Yes, it was. Um, let's just run through it. The Ides of March, eighty-five. 
The Descendants, 89. By the way, I think The Descendants is a really cool role for him. Like, yeah. You know, because he's not slick. Wasn't no. Her, His yeah. wife cheated on him. She's yeah. dying, and he's wearing a stupid Hawaiian shirt and right. sandals the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he's not respected by his children. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. The, the, the American, which I haven't seen. I'm not. I'm oh, I saw that. Oh, it's really, there's like no dialogue. Yeah, it's barely any really dialogue. Quiet. Yeah, it's, it's boring. <laughs> yeah, sixty-six yeah. percent. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, Up in the air before yeah. that. Kind of still surprised that didn't win Best Picture. Yeah, ninety uh, percent. Kind of a rough patch here, though. Man Who Stared Goats, fifty-two percent. Burn After Reading, seventy-eight. Leatherheads, which was his <laughs> football movie that he directed. Oh no, fifty-two percent. That's high. Yeah, that I was really it. bad. It was bad. It's really bad. Jim Krasinski and yeah. Renee Zellweger. Uh, Dodge Connolly was his name. Before that was The Good German, which is a Steven Soderbergh movie for 32. We're about to do a lot of Steven Soderbergh. So Steven Soderbergh directed all three Oceans movies. Yeah. Uh, Nate is currently raising the roof. <laughs> you cannot see that, but he is. You weren't disappointed by Oceans 12? Nope. I liked Oceans 12. Oh, that was fine. It was fun. What do you think, uh, so Nate, what do you think the scores are for the three Oceans movies? Do them in order. I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> uh, Oceans 11. That's the first one. I'm not gonna 89%. Tell, I'm not going to tell you the answer so you're done with all the Okay, I'll go, I'll go 89, 69, 81. Whoa! Okay. 13. No you worries. just need to lower everything a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Ocean's Eleven was an 82%. I think that's a crazy that low number. Yeah. 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 I was going to want to say 99. This movie should be a 99. You should, fuck, you should see it. See, see that movie. movie. You should see it. Yeah. See yeah. that movie. It's crazy. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Ocean's 12 is 55. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ocean's 13 was 70. Alright, so I was so like 9 or 10 Up, off way down, back in the middle. Yeah. What was One Fine Day? One oh. Fine Day was 47. That's too low. No, it yeah. isn't. What if you double it and then... Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer Bump! It's the Pfeiffer Bump. It's, it's I bought not that, terrible. I bought One Fine Day in a two-pack with you Romeo did. and Juliet. You did. Romeo you purchased. Yeah. That's why I moved out. <laughs> it makes sense. It was nine dollars at Best Buy. It dropped the price. They paid you to take <laughs> one fine day off their hands. One fine day. Uh, you guys are crazy. And Three Kings is like top ten. Oh, three put, Kings is so good. Three, yeah, that's true. And before yeah. Three Kings and Out of Sight, where it was obvious he was good or he made good choices. I forgot there was also Batman and Robin. Yes. He played the character yes. of Batman. And, uh, he <laughs> Mr. Had, Freeze and Poison Ivy? Yes, it is he, the worst one. He's yeah. in a lot of movies. We're talking 20 years here, and that's a pretty full pretty full docket. But uh, there is definitely pieces. the past eight years, yeah. every single Oscar season, if he was involved in some sort of movie, it had a chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's done making bad movies. Yeah. Or even like 55% movies. I yeah. That's never going to be in his career ever again. Maybe. I don't know. You get attached to a director because they're good. Yeah, but I don't know if he has to attach to directors now. No, but I mean but, like yeah. he, he's friends and knows this person's good and trusts them and then Soderberg. the movie turns out bad. Soderbergh can Could have a bad one. Crown. You know I mean, Soderbergh just did <laughs> Magic <laughs> Mike, so. Soderbergh's yeah. retired. Really? He's retired from directing. Yeah, so hmm. is Jay-Z. He also Jay-Z's retired, retired from directing? Yeah. Yeah, Jay-Z retired from directing. Isn't he remaking Annie? Jay-Z? He's a producer on like a new school Annie movie that's going to come out. 
It's like a rags to riches. With African Americans, I believe. Instead of little white adorable girls. I know. How dare you? <laughs> I thought this was 2013. The red hair is going to be a tough to pull off. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny if you just had the blush on and <laughs> it's a good seat, lollipop. What? You didn't modernize this? <laughs> and it's Jay Z playing it. <laughs> on a turn. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he is. Uh, you haven't seen Annie. No, that's that's a Shirley Temple movie. Brag all you want. <laughs> No, uh, one, no one realized that except for Evan, including all our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> if get Kingsley, it could be good. He's a good daddy warbuck. <laughs> the other thing about Clooney, besides my question of, is he actually a great actor? Um, Girlfriend list. <laughs> no, girl, right yeah, he, he is. <laughs> he's basically, even though he attaches himself to great things, part of what makes Clooney Clooney is just his charming silver fox said he's never going to get married. He's changed confirmed bachelor from a gay guy to the biggest <laughs> yeah. playboy there is. Like, yeah. Confirmed bachelor used to mean that guy's gay. He lives in Italy, <laughs> dates models, and just wants to and save Africa. Yeah. Like, he's he's basically figured it out <laughs> from what I yeah, know. Yeah, he hasn't, hasn't really figured out the Africa thing. No. Still working on that. No, but, I mean, he's doing what he can. You know, uh, one of the things with... Uh, Elephants. Nespresso is, uh, he does ads for Nespresso. Um, they're mostly in Europe. Nespresso is basically the Keurig K-Cup of, mm. of Europe. And uh, he does commercials for it. And what he has said that he does with all of his endorsement money from that, he keeps a spy satellite over the border of North and South Sudan <laughs> yeah. to keep an eye on Omar al-Bashir, uh, the dictator. And uh, basically... <laughs> Uh, he's put out a statement and said, hey, I'm watching you. I yeah. bought a satellite with my he endorsement He has a money. satellite? He, he bought Wait, is a, true? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he bought a spy satellite what? to look at the Sudan- Sudanese border with all of his endorsement money. And uh, he's put out a statement <laughs> says, look, I'm spying on you. Um, and uh, the dictator said, how would, how would you like it if a camera was following you everywhere? <laughs> Just stupid. <laughs> and he said, welcome to my life, Mr. War Criminal. I want the war criminal to have the same amount of attention that I get. I think that's fair. And then did he hashtag it? Where they is a Twitter war, right? No, this is like, <laughs> this, was a, this was not in a subway ad. So there was no hashtagging. Um, yeah. Hey, by the way, it costs like, I don't know what it costs to buy a satellite. But it's like between six and ten million to launch it. Well, yeah. I don't know what it costs to crazy. buy it. It's got to be more. more than that. I heard that space. They're actually quite cheap. We have one, but we, we can't afford to launch it. Yeah. You and Justin? Yeah. yeah. A monthly subscription is pretty reasonable. Yeah. Well, I it's like read, Hulu Plus. I had read an article about David Spade. Like, he used all his Capital One money to just look over this wig shop. <laughs> he was using Capital One. <laughs> he had a vendetta against somebody in the wig shop. <laughs> just so you know. What's in your wallet? I'll tell you. Titans binoculars. All right. Well, uh, you, you guys, uh, you guys probably know all you need to know, and uh, gotta guess. Gotta guess now. If they smack the score as they write them in the phones, then three of us will have to go see it, while the smacker hosts the next one and does not have to see like it. But the three of you have to see it alone. Yeah, we all have the three C alone. Very otherwise, it'd be, it'd like, be awesome. Right, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a great thing. Uh, otherwise, whoever is furthest off from these, this guest on Rotten Tomatoes will be seeing it alone and hosting the next podcast. All right, let's start with you, Evan. 
I actually think it's going to be good. Whoa. You were down on it. I was down on it. Did we sell you on it? Um, Word of mouth. I went with 86%. Okay. 86%. I wonder what the separation between these three guesses is. (laughs) It's going to be tight. Margin of error. Tight. Um, I think that this has the stench of a wonderful movie (laughs) Um, that that critics and people really like. I I guessed 93%. Woo! 93% guess. High hopes. Hmm. Um, that's funny. I wrote ninety three in. Well, then you said too high. Too high. Yeah, but yeah, so I I, I went with ninety two. So I'm safe. You're safe. But I also think I have a, I have a bad feeling that it's like eighty one low eighties, yeah. and I think that's gonna mean that it's not that good. Not, yeah. not that good, but like, <laughs> right. it's, like if it's well, not... Well, you heard the way just, I was talking about Avatar earlier. Then it's just a kind of experience. have a sour yeah. taste. I feel yeah. like it's like an 83 because it looks fucking... Because it's just going to yeah. be, yeah. Yeah. Just gonna be awesome fair. IMAX 3D. I'll say and, this. You know, I've hopes. never felt better about losing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. This is the best one to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you smacked it. Except it's expensive. We were one off. Yeah, it's 80 bucks. All right, so Travis is the high man with 93. Nate's safe with 92. Evan, I think it's an 86. I hate movies. <laughs> <laughs> 86 is a terrible movie. I actually think it's going to be good, um, <laughs> but not too good. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Read the synopsis. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to do it. It's it's an 8%. Wait, that's Runner Runner. Ben Affleck, Justin Timberlake. 8%. Is it really? Yeah, online gambling movie. The other movie that oh, came out that this week, good. Gravity. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron's Gravity is an eerie, tense sci-fi thriller that's masterfully directed and visually stunning. Um, Someone's going to have to see this alone. No one smacked it. The other three guys were motherfucking seeing this tomorrow night. (laughs) Yeah. It's a motherfucking 97. Oh, Oh. Wow. Move over Toy Story. Move over Toy Story. (laughs) A live-action, big-budget Highly anticipated wow. movie, ninety-seven percent. God damn. There are six rotten reviews <laughs> by six say? assholes. <laughs> yeah, who are they? Yeah, where do they work? Wow. Wow. Ninety-seven. All That's right. great news. I but, love that you're gonna go to a movie by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Although I hate that it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's frustrating <laughs> that you guys get to see it together. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. IMAX 3D. Every, <laughs> every drug we can scrounge up. <laughs> Gravity yeah. is going to be the biggest movie of the year. Yeah. For sure. And it's October. It's going to make a lot of fucking money. Everyone's going to fucking love it. And everyone's going to say, you have to see it. Have you seen it yet? In theaters. Yeah. Especially. So stop listening to this podcast right now. Go see Gravity. Uh, these things do not See it with friends. It's probably better. See it with friends. See it with Evan. Oh, wait. You can't. Because he lost. Because he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and Just also, also watch Under the Affluence. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, yeah. We have a web series on YouTube called Under the Affluence that is nearing towards the season close. Got a big climax coming. Mm-hmm. That is the first time I've ever said that. <laughs> we have... I hear it every night through the walls. <laughs> I like to build myself up. We're also on Twitter, cook underscore street. We have cookstreetproductions.com. We're on Funny or Die. There are several ways to find us using the internet. And a very special happy Mother's Day from Cook Street Productions because we're not the type of comedy troupe that celebrates Mother's Day once a year, are we, team? You want to celebrate it twice? Yeah, yeah I just want to say it's Mother's Day. Every day. It's in May. May. And I figure this is kind of the furthest we can be to like do it. So like, it's happy like a, it's like half, half Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. So if you have a midget mother, especially, <laughs> happy half Mother's Day. Or a half Or a stepmom. 
Or a half mom. Half mom, yeah, yeah. How do you have a half mom? What do you a mean? mom that turned into a dad. You have a half brother or half sister. Oh, that's true. Half, half mom. You can have a half mom. No, no you have a nope, step nope, mom. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> what about How mom that So she donates 25% of your DNA? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your grandma. Grandma's day. That's true. Your half mom. Happy grandma's day. Happy mother's day. And we'll see you next time.